Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 102. We're here to talk a bunch of books tonight. We have some mail, but first I'll tell you where you can find us. If you don't already know, you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We will follow you back 100%. You can message us as well. We'll talk to you privately or publicly. We don't mind. You can also go over to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Yeah, you can do that. (laughs) Yes, uh, you could go over to our website. I will repeat that, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can go and read almost every book. I mean, I think we had every one but like two last week. Uh, Usually the reviews all hit around 9 a.m. Eastern on a Wednesday morning on New Comic Book Day. So you can check that out. We also have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where you can go to support us and also get a bunch of other shows. One of the things that we do is a Marvel Spotlight that comes out every Wednesday night. And it's two books picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. And they picked Gwenpool Strikes Back number one and Punisher Kill Crew number one this past week. So me and Brandon have already must, talked must about that. Must have been that. opposite day for them. They usually do it despite me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think that they just picked those because they were number one. Now, coming up this week, the poll is already up, and it seems like they're ready to pick Daredevil and uh, Valkyrie. Jane Foster Valkyrie. So oh, we like okay. both of those yeah. as well. So those aren't really anything the to way spray Valkyrie you either. Too is going to get talked about, right? Yeah. So we'll be doing those probably. <laughs> I know that Daredevil, the one is the really killing and Valkyrie's kind of, you know, there's some other books that I actually thought Ghost Spider was going to win the poll, yeah. uh, but it's not getting many votes at all. But we're here to talk about a bunch of books. And we're going to start off right away. We're not going to mess around here. We're going to start with Invaders number eight. And Invaders number eight is written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carlos Magno and Butch Geis. Yes, colors by Alex Gimierez and Dono Sanchez Almara. Letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, Captain America and Bucky Barnes, Namor the Submariner, the original Human Torch, Jim Hammond during the darkest hours of World War II. These four banded together as the invaders to battle the Axis powers to the death in the name of freedom. But now the invaders are locked in a battle with one of their own comrades, King Namor of Atlantis. Namor moved the ocean to cover the city that he had made i i tried to go ahead because i did want to read it all i better <laughs> read it all driven by a psychic projection of tommy mage and his deceased friend from the war i was like all this seems very familiar for every time we say it. namor has launched several offensives on the surface world most recently in the form of a missile which transformed all humans in the small coastal town of maine into water breathers gasping to survive namor moved the ocean to cover the city so that its inhabitants can find a new life underwater captain america blames his thwarted desire to save namor for the disaster and now that namor has acquired the serpent crown and maybe too late for anyone to stop his plan this is dead in the water part two 
And as we start off, you have like the, you know, the Marvel version of CNN. It's CBN. (laughs) And they end up having a military man and a guy from Roxanne there. Yes. So they're there and they're talking about this attack and what the U.S. is going to do, you know, against Atlantis. And you end up having pretty much the military saying, yeah, we're going to attack them. We can't let this happen. We can't let Namor just, you know, be willy nilly on doing what. But they we are going to react. But the U.S is busy trying to figure out what exactly is going on but yeah. it's one of those they're things where they're almost they're doing yeah and they're almost saying though one of those like well even if it is just namor namor is atlantis atlantis attacked and we're gonna have to do something about it the guy from roxon is just there to basically push roxon that's all yeah. it is he's like well, I, you I know. Don't know how roxon has any say anymore in anything after war of the realms occurred you know <laughs> i don't well, know here's the deal i guess nobody nobody in, figured you know? out what was going on i guess yeah. uh because yeah the guy from roxon Roxanne's basically telling him once they turn off the cameras, especially goes over and talks to old Paul, the guy from the, you know, military and said, basically, you better shut your mouth. You guys aren't doing anything. I hear word that you're going to attack, that you're going to bomb Atlantis. Well, you're not going to because we pay all you guys. Roxanne is funding all you jerks and you're not going to blow that place up because we need to find this but, you know, what was in that bomb because they want to know. They want it, that, yeah. Yeah, they want this thing that can change surface level, you know, surface breathers into water breathers. They want that tech. So they say, you're not going to do anything until we say. And this issue goes off and it's got a couple different things going on until we do settle with Bucky and Namor. The end, One yeah. of them's Jim Hammond, who is now in that Iron Man suit. Iron. And then the weirdest thing yeah. is when he says he stripped of his humanity. He, he's I a know. robot. You I'm like, well, what's any. going on there? Yeah, I'm like, really? What's going on skin with that? Anymore, you know? Yeah. So he's like, look at me. I'm like an Iron Man knockoff. I'm there. I'm the human torch, iron torch deal. He's all pissed off. And he goes to fly up because he is done. He wants to kill Namor. He said, it's, you know, I almost, gave Namor an, you know, a chance, but now I'm going to go kill him. Yeah. It's almost like if he was, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator and he lost all his skin and he, he couldn't talk anymore that's almost like yeah, what he's complaining yeah. about yeah here. he's basically like <laughs> it's weird that whole strip of my humanity is weird uh just the idea that he can't hide he can't now blend he can't blend in i guess yeah he can't thing, blend yeah. in so he's lost his humanity it's kind of a weird thing for a robot to say iron but man he had has time lost to, to get a nice logo on there for him though you know yeah, you i at least, just like you know, that give a shout I like out iron man due. Tony's there and he's like, man, I, I kind of thought I did an okay job with that body. I guess he didn't <laughs> like it. But he's yelling that to one of the guys he's yelling at to is Toro, who then goes up with him. You know, he flames on and goes up and says, listen, whatever you're going to do, it's Torch and Toro. We're, we're doing this together. And he ends up above Coney Island. It's like, this is where I first met Namor. This is where, you know, I, I stopped him from fighting and killing innocents and things like that. Uh, I just, I'm done. He He's, if he attacks me, me, he's going to attack anyone. We yeah, can't there's trust no more helping him. him. Yeah, so they go off. So you have Toro and and you know Human Torch going off together. But then we get to the main part of the book, which is Bucky showing up in France to have a talk with Namor. Yeah, and yeah, Namor has actually asked him to meet him there. We saw that before, and he does go and meet him. And this is where you have the idea. It's Namor's kind of last stand if he's going to reject Machen of the mind and become, yeah. you know, a better guy or if he's not going to, if he's going to go full out, you know, insane Namor. Unfortunately, he goes 
full out insane Namor, even after fighting in, in one of the weirdest battles you'll ever see a fight scene between an imaginary guy in his head because he yeah. just starts swinging and throwing things at him. Uh, but yeah, he's there an because imaginary he says, guy with imaginary crown too, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well he has the crown then. Yeah, it's not imaginary at the end. But yeah, 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 so he ends up saying to Bucky, Listen, you know, you're the only one who really can understand what I'm going through. Yes, I have these voices in my head. I was screwed with with Xavier, you know, all this stuff. Uh, But you know what it's like to have to do the hard things, not exactly what people think are the right things, but the hard things. And I'm doing this to save the world. I thought you would understand. Bucky just wants, you know, Neymar to just settle down, you know, pretty much reject Machen. And then let's figure this out. Let's get together, figure this out. You don't have to bomb people, you know, because Neymar ends up saying, I'm doing this because the earth eventually is just going to get scorched and everybody's going to have to live underwater. They'll die. He's talking you know whatever this far future whatever he's thinking about the only problem i have with any of this is that i don't know why anybody professor x in particular thought this would be a good idea that would last i I guess the idea that he just did and then he he forget about it it go yeah i think (laughs) well then he had other things going on and it ended up and and this is the thing too when he says it and even when namor explains it you know xavier gave me this it wasn't supposed to be anything but in the very very back of his mind to kind of come he even says machin ended up taking over and it is actually even he tommy spells it out it's not really Tommy in his head. It is the memory of him and Neymar doing things. It just took over. Yeah, Yeah, it just took over then and ended up doing a lot of things, which is a kind of a neat way at points to explain when he was amnesiac. You know, when he was amnesiatic, it was because his brain was taken over and and all these things. But this actually shows a lot of things going on because it explains where he got the, you know, the DNA to get this bomb to end up. And, and we see that this whole idea of him working on this tech for what ends up being the bomb is from a long, long time ago. This is stuff that Tommy was working on way, way back. It wasn't just now. Uh, it was all these things going on when they ended up getting Genus's body. You know, when Genus attacked yeah. and had all that <clears throat> stuff going on. This reminds that's me a lot DNA of like a Jeff use. John's way of fitting Namor's history yeah, into the, you know, in the current well, Marvel I universe. Thought. Yeah. yeah, so what happens is Namor says, yeah, you know, Machen took over. Uh, I, I ended up figuring out that somebody had taken over afterwards when this guy just comes up and this military guy is like, oh, hey, King, what's going on? You know, I, I, I'm deep in with that military. And Neymar has no idea what's going yep. on. He has no idea what this guy hell. is. Ends up being the rock with that body slam. <laughs> that really reminded yeah. me of it. I wonder if like he gave him the people's out. elbow. I'm after telling this, you, uh... he's the people's champion right there. I think he's going to give him the people's elbow. But this is where he realizes, wait a second. Tommy did it. Tommy was in there and Tommy explained it all and explained how they started a company, started getting all these things going on. And then basically, you know, this long con with getting Genesis, you know, DNA to make this you know, this serum so yeah. that the Atlanteans Species could breathe, turning you know, bomb, yeah. 
And it ended up making the, those Atlanteans not be able to breathe water anymore. And they see even says even before where they sacrificed, you know, their strong life for this weak one. But that's when they went to go work for the military and start getting that. And that makes more sense now, because remember when we said, boy, this is weird. The Atlanteans, all of a sudden they're in the military and yeah. stuff. Well, we see this I is didn't nobody years know. Yeah. and years ago where this was all set up. I thought that was very cool there going on but bucky's like you, you gotta stop you can't keep doing this and in fact if you think this is the big solution these people why don't you just offer people that you don't have to bomb them if you you know you can just say hey anybody wants to do it you can yeah, go but it's volunteers. not your call there's to force it there. and, and even just crazies there's people who would say fine i, I would, don't want to live on the surface anymore i'll i'll do it and bucky just says you can't just make them do it. You have to give yeah. people an option and things like that. You sound like yeah. one of the people we were fighting against way back then. You yeah, know, that's yeah, what he yeah. Calls yeah. It sounds like for. Hitler. Yeah. And uh, you end up having there's an aside where you do see Captain America working uh, in Wakanda with Shuri and Black Panther trying to get a cure for these people who are stuck underwater. And all they can do is end up making the same serum. They, they've been able to duplicate the changing serum they just don't have a way to you know reverse engineer it yet but shuri has gone i'm getting the idea that somebody is going to end up maybe even cap taking it so that he can breathe underwater at a point and hope that they have a you know a, a cure by the end i don't know but yeah so it ends up where bucky and namor are talking and namor flips out and he ends up really this is at the point where he might be able to fight off machin and he while he fights off he's fighting him he's going full out bashing him and and throwing tables and things like that like he's fighting him he ain't there reminds me of that show happy i've been watching yeah yeah so he's fighting nothing it's like fight club too when they show the you know the the video yep, where he's yep. just beating up himself. Tyler Durden, yeah, but yeah. Himself. And this is where, though, that Bucky steps in and he's like, you're getting out of hand. I have to stop you. And all of a sudden, Namor can't move. And he's like, hey, are you doing this, Machin? Are you, are you making me so I can't move? And he's like, no, no, I'd never give you such humiliation. The problem is everything that keeps happening to Namor ties right into what Machen says. I know. Because Machen says they all, don't respect all, you. Coincidentally, they don't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and it way. just ends up making it so it looks like, you know, Machen's right all along, which Namor even says at one point, I don't like being controlled, but but your plan was right. Like, yeah. I like the plan. You just can't control me like this. Well, we find out he's immobilized because of Sue. Sue Storm is there. Bucky has called her in. And it's a pretty cool time because she's there. She goes up to Namor and basically says, I can tell you're hurting. You know, you're you're hurting here. Why don't you just like go? And she's like, oh, Sue Storm. And I like she's like, no, Sue Storm Richards. I am married, whether you like it or not. And then he's like, oh, man, you're a queen. You know, maybe in the next water world of water, you'll be my wife then. Like, I always want it. And that's a big thing. She He did always want to marry her. Yeah. They even have the what if. One of the what ifs is what if Namor married Sue Storm, which is a pretty good one. Um, but it, what happens then, she starts being controlled. And so is Bucky. They, they, and what you see is that he had the serpent crown on him all along that he was making invisible. Yeah. So he ends and, oh, up having that. That's what I that. meant earlier. I said, uh, what, yeah. what did I call it? I forget. 
imaginary, not imaginary. He, it's yes, invisible. He had yeah. the invisible crown <laughs> on and he's able to control minds. Now he's gone full out. He's full out, you know, crazy Namor. Now they're going to have to really do something about it. This idea of Bucky and even Sue here in Cap all trying to, you know, get their friend back. I think that that's done. In yeah, this oh, issue, yeah, it's, it's completely he's done. Full Bucky, I mean, even Bucky just starts firing bullets. Sue's going full out. Uh, but yeah, it ends up where Namor pretty much almost kills Bucky as well. It almost drowns him uh, with, you know, a bunch of water on him, then is choking him out. But then you have this weird deal here where he's like, hey, you don't even know the big picture, Bucky. I'm going to tell you. And he ends up whispering in his ear their plan, but it's it's Machen. Yeah, it's man. all scribbled it's, out. And it's Machen. It's not it's not Namor there. Yeah. So it's a very odd deal. And then he just says goodbye, James, and flies off. And then they fly off and they're separate. But it's a pretty crazy deal is when he, you know, scribbly scribbles the plan. And, and, and basically Bucky's like, oh, my God, it's way worse than we ever thought it would be. It's so much worse. And they fly off together, Machen and uh, Namor. And, yeah, I really liked it. I, I thought this issue yeah, was really too. good. It's very fast moving, even though. It, it kind of separates things and the things going on. There's a lot of talking, yeah, but it's is. a lot of action. Everything is pretty good at it. Like you said, like a Jeff Johns, like even well, the, how the people are telling me Hickman's too, X-Men. So, yeah. The yeah. talking is yeah. answers. So it moves yeah. quick. It's a lot of, you know, what we've speculated about anyway, but it's good to see it confirmed and in writing. Yeah. So you, you're no longer just, Oh, I think it's this. And I think it's that, you know, so we, we get a bunch of confirmation here, which I really dug, and it was all done in an interesting manner, too. So. Yeah, and like I was going to say, with, with Hickman, with his X-Men stuff, and people yeah, saying, yeah. oh, man, he's he's ending up changing up the past to kind of make sense and things like that. That's what this book is. Uh, of course, this isn't as big as the X-Books, and right. the, there's nobody reviewing this book. Nobody reviews it. It doesn't seem like anybody reads it. It's still my favorite book. And, and at one point, I forget who it was, and I apologize for forgetting, asked me in the slack uh on patreon stuff said which is your favorite which do you like more invaders or freedom fighters at the dc and at that point i kind of said well freedom fighters was kind of edging it a little because we've had a couple you know kind of down issues of invaders not down that i didn't like them but they were kind of you know laid back things i'm back up now with this issue i'm back as the invaders is my favorite of those two and and one of my favorite books i gave it a nine three i believe on the site i'm gonna stick with that i really liked it i thought the art was great as well uh yeah i just i really dug uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a flat nine. I really enjoyed it as well. I, I think it's one of the better quality books as far as, you know, a tight story going. Uh, I never really get sick of the arcs. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't ever yeah. reach the end of an arc and, and you can spot clear points or anything. So when it, when it's collected in trade, it, it's just something you'll want to keep going. Like I hope they just do 12 issues at once, you know, or however many this ends up being because – I don't know. It'd be a shame to read only half of this and not not get all the answers uh, you, you're really looking for. But um, uh-huh. you know, as far as individual issues, I, I I look forward to it when it comes out. I always enjoy it. I, it makes me care about characters I really never did uh, prior to coming into this book. So um, you know, oh, I, I like it a lot. I'm going to give it a nine. All right, yeah, I, I'm with it. But now we're going to go off to our first section of mail. Do you have the time to drive me and Brandon line? And with science mumble comics at gmail.com We will read them all 
At the wrong turn, says Melkow. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. Ah, uh, yes, it is mail call. And as I yo, say yo. that, I have yo. knocked out my earphones just like I did this week you on the DC side. All, I can't can hear you? anything. No. No. Nope. I, I end up, I just put it in. Uh, this keeps happening. I don't know why these things keep pulling out. It happened on the DC podcast this weekend. And now I have to pull my, my finger. This this mic so is ready to explain. give it up. I mean, you yeah, stop dancing maybe I'm there. jamming out. I was. Yeah, I was, I was just say, sitting here looking. It was green oh, day. My Goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I, I have the worst problems. This is mail section number one. If you want to be part of the show and be a star, a star is born. Email us at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com, just like Ulysses Jones did. Ulysses Jones says, Howdy, Jim Brandon and Aaron. Unfortunately, yeah. I've only had one question, and that's it for the email. I had to ask this out loud on the podcast instead of in Slack <laughs> because I feel that this question is highly sought out. Now, if you're going to think of what he's going to ask, will he ask us about Wolverine continuity? Will he ask us if Brandon is a Spider Man yeah. fan? No, he wants to know about booze. He says, booze, Brandon, booze All boy right, of topic Buffalo. I know well. Yeah, yes, he turns 21 on Wednesday, so he wants to know, what alcohol do you suggest that I stock my apartment with? You're the resident expert. I would say just beer <laughs> is what I do for my nah. 21st, but that's nah, fine. What would you stock? You go bigger than beer. I mean, yeah, you have beer on hand, but that's that's not what you used to get juiced up. I mean, when I was 21 or uh, whenever we were in college, all we would drink at parties is uh, Jaeger bombs. Someone would bring no. like, I don't know, a case of Red Bull and someone would bring two bottles of Jaeger and that, that's that would for do a, a good job of, you know, erasing memories and leading to a bunch and of We're talking nonsense, about a 21st so. birthday, not every day of your life <laughs> is what he's asking. Plus, that's yeah, the I thing mean, is. Now, when I was 37, I would go, I don't know, some, some sort of mixed drink with vodka. I mean, that everyone likes vodka, right? Yeah, you can that mix it with anything. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Just says that's inappropriate. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I don't, the, the other thing that you have to ask is right, you uh, if Ulysses. You go white Russians. Well, I don't know how much uh, Ulysses has drank up to this point. So he doesn't say that he's drank a lot up to this point, and he's asking yeah. you for what booze. So I'm, I'm assuming he hasn't drank that much. So you, yeah, you're I just going to get you're going to get him killed. Over, That's over what you're going to get. Periods of time of my, you know, it goes, it goes, it, it's wildly changed over. I can't touch or smell uh, Jägermeister anymore no. because I drank so much of it in college and. You know, a couple of years after college, when I just started teaching, that uh, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm, I just can't. As soon as I smell yeah. it, it, it almost makes. That's me like gag. me with tequila. Uh, when uh, I was I love in the tequila, I when I was in a band tequila. in uh, in West Virginia, I ended up uh, drinking a lot of Rumplemints. The, uh, oh, the yeah. uh, shot deal. Yeah, had I, I had a lot of that. Of that too. was that yeah. was awful. We did a lot of Jägermeister at that point. Now at this point, I haven't drank in over 10, 15 years, so I'm not the one to ask. Obviously, that's why he asked you, you drunk. Uh, so basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ulysses, yeah. what Brandon has told you is to drink anything you can get your hands on. You know, white yeah. Russians to tequila shots uh, to Jägermeister, uh, Jäger bombs. Open up every Bills game, uh, the the first snow game with white Russians. That's 
that's always yeah. what we do for the first snow that's game. That's what you do. Uh, mm, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's been so lucky for you too right i wonder no, how many you know that's the thing how many like you know if you're gonna do these rituals and things like that how many have you tried that never worked out you're like come on <laughs> nate peterman you're gonna do good well, for us today the and then that has to the, get thrown out the vest ironically was the year we broke the playoff drought so i mean those can yeah. never go away now those yeah, are a yeah staple. the vests are there uh we'll, we'll see what oh, the overalls my. lead to you know because that that's getting yeah, busted we'll out this year so Yes, and he says, been loving the podcast. The events podcast is so cool. We finally found somebody who's been listening to it. The events podcast on Patreon. We have not gotten many word from that. Uh, We're going to be recording the next next, uh, episode of that. It's going to be coming up soon. And it's fun to hear the beginning of Marvel Universe and how it's changed. It has changed. Like oh, we yeah. said last week, I think it was everything ran through Captain Marvel at that point. Yep. Oh my! And that the was Captain Marvel. Like, like you can't really complain about the level of respect the women characters get now. Be- yeah, compared but, to yeah, back they're then, great then, I mean, now. Geez. Yeah, back then it was awful. If you aren't they, on the Patreon, get there, idiots. Uh, away oh yeah, in a panel and never seen oh, it again for the story. Yes, and he <laughs> says support these guys. Thanks, Jim, Brennan, and Aaron. Your four point five percent blood alcohol content friend, and that is Ulysses. So happy birthday, yes. Ulysses! And I ended up sending him a happy birthday is like it's not till wednesday i think he said so oh, he boy. still has some time to to listen to this and then stock up the for question the white for Russians Ulysses, and, you know the back to him is do you celebrate your 21st on that day or do you you know hold off and wait till that first friday or saturday i think well I, I think that he's just gonna celebrate it i mean what, what yeah. does he have to do i, I mean i would do just both to, personally yeah really I, just a whole week <laughs> the next one is josh and uh you know about about Josh, because Josh is the one who called in or wrote in about the art. And this is the actual uh, yes. email. We talked about it on the Patreon a little bit. Uh, but yeah. Josh says, hi, guys. Love the podcast. I've been listening since about October 2018. And I've only been reading comics since September of 2018. So he jumped Welcome. in with us. So a yeah. lot of what and how you guys talk about comics really resonates with me. And what he's saying is we dumb it down is what I yeah. say. You know, we're, we're not <laughs> fancy. Right. We're not trying to, you know, impress anybody with our knowledge because I have none. I enjoy your review so much that yours is the first Patreon account I have signed up for. And thank you, Josh. That's awesome. My second and most recent is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. So we ended up now. There's a smart Good company there, right? Yeah. So there we go. You know, at (laughs) least you're listening listening to somebody who's smart. It's funny. That's what happens is (laughs) we we say the nice sense. He's got to go to him. (laughs) I am writing not only to say how much I like listening to your podcast, but also provide a few suggestions mostly about accessing your previous podcast first as i mentioned i'm new to reading comic books however i subscribe to many marvel titles and have marvel unlimited which is the best if you are somebody listening right now and you have jumped on with us or or whatever you're, you're just getting into things I'm telling you, the first step to do, and I hate to say this because this is not a uh, a good business deal for me to say, uh, join yeah. up Marvel Unlimited first, then join our Patreon because Marvel I, Unlimited I is way worth the it. One bo- the one book you'd walk into a comic book store and ask for and then get Marvel Unlimited yeah, and catch Marvel up Unlimited uh, and so see what else good. you like. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, what, that's the best thing of it is because there's a lot of times – what people would do in the past would, and, and I hate to say it, but it's true. They would pirate books. They'd go online yeah. and get because you don't know what to buy. You're not going to be able to go right. and buy every book. Oh, it's, it's intimidating. And Marvel yeah. Unlimited, though, gives you that great option. Yes, they're not exactly up to date from last week, but six, six months, months is enough. So if either. you hear yeah. us talking about, say, Invaders, 
you can go on the Marvel Unlimited app and start at number one. It's already on there. So you can the start and say, some of the hey, I want to see how that is. some of these books moves, too, is uh, you're not really yeah. that far behind. No, you're not months. missing a lot. Yeah, really. Uh, DC <laughs> does it longer with their DC Universe app. It's like a year, and I think that's too long. They're, they're always yeah. scared that people aren't going to buy things. I, I think that Marvel Unlimited with that six months, yeah, everybody would like it more up to date. But six months is really good. And boy, it's it's such a great app. I love it. I, think I, I the love sweet it spot. so if much. If they would cave to three to four months, I would have to kiss my comic I know. book store well, goodbye. Well, yeah, that, that would be the deal. And I think that that's the problem. They don't want you to just give up buying comics, yeah. you know, at the comic yeah. store as well. But boy, it is great. So if, if you end up or you end up listening to our podcast now and like, say you're listening to the back stuff and you hear us talk about the Black Widow, you know, miniseries or even the Killmonger or Cosmic Ghost Rider, a lot a lot of that stuff is almost all on there now. It's yeah. so great. I do love it. And I do think that if you are a Marvel fan, it's a must buy to get on that yeah. Marvel limit. And it's cheap too. Uh, Forever, but if you are a whatever. new fan, it's even more of a must buy, you know, because yeah. then you could just go through things and check things out and stuff at yeah, your own th- leisure. I really you like know, it. it- we, we've done enough episodes that if you, for whatever reason, wanted to be crazy and start at the beginning with us, you, you could actually read all those yeah. arcs along all with Marvel there. Unlimited. Yeah, at yeah. This and probably point, by yeah. the time you catch up, if you went by week by week, you would never run out. I, I don't think you would. So that is pretty cool. I love it, though. I really do. I am reading specific selections and as such typically listen to reviews of the books that I'm reading weeks after the release date. As such, after I read something on Marvel Unlimited or haven't been able to read a particular book for a while, it would be great if I could more easily access the podcast on a particular book rather than having to scroll down some books I haven't read at all letting them build up so I can binge read my request that would be if you could think about designing your uh, weird science website which is the you know weird science uh, marvel comics dot com what am I saying? Yeah, I, I hear your daughter yelling in the background. Yeah. She was distracting. No, that's, that's my son. That was my okay, son. Okay, well, he, he's singing. More like an archive <laughs> yeah. or database, like Comic Book Roundup or Netflix. And I, I'd really like to do this. I personally don't know how. So I, I'm telling you, I even said that Josh... I would love to have his expertise or, you know, him maybe even be able to do that because that would be awesome. Now, I did check something out. I did go into what I listen to the podcast on is Pod Addict. And you can kind of search. If you go into a particular podcast, you can search in that podcast for particular things, keywords Mm -hmm. and things like that. The problem is sometimes things get jumbled and and stuff like that because, you know, their name is is different things and stuff like that yeah but that is a way but it'll just bring up that specific podcast and stuff like that that you may be able to you know use that to kind of deal but he says you have great content but it just needs to be easier to access and and that is something that i would love to have i'd love that for the dc side i mean at points we had a 12-hour podcast i'd love for people to be able to just grab you know that particular thing and go i have more thoughts multiple days of work to get through i remember yeah and he says he has some experience with designing user experience so i i like that i would love if he would be able to do that i'm right in anything that makes it easier for people to listen to stuff that'd be great now we hosted on podbean and we we really can't change anything there but if we put all the podcasts on 
our website, then we can do that that way. Second, I love the reviews of the books, but discussion on book art leaves me wanting more. And this is what we talked about on the Patreon. My suggestion, which I admit it may or may not work with all of the listeners, is to have an art segment as part of the show. Of course, frequency of said segment would require some tweaking, but I would love to hear a weekly review of the best art and comics for that week. It would be a small five to ten minute segment that would provide an objective review of the best art and a comic for that week. Furthermore, I am a bit of an academic at heart, so it'd be super cool if you got an art scholar or someone like that. You, you know who did go to college for uh, art theory and history? Jess. She did. Yeah, we're not having her on. Who could speak about art methods, artist decisions regarding art choice and art adding in story continuity, etc. And I said, this is uh, not the first person who said that we don't center a lot on art. It's just I'm not anything. I'm not an artist. I'm not an artiste. To say about it, other than I, it's when I open it, I I like it. Know if I like it, I like what I like. It's, it's what I try, say. I seize what me I like. Trying to fill ten minutes about talking. No, but about I, I agree that sound, there's. I would yeah. sound pretty bad. I agree that that is a, a part that's missing a it little, is a and I, I do like us, the yeah. idea. And in fact, when we talked about it on the Patreon, which which Josh had to have heard, he's on the Patreon. When we talked about it, uh, ended up Joey who does DC reviews actually said, and he wanted me to thank Josh and say, you know, tell him, thank you. When he did listen to that, he realized himself for the DC reviews that he doesn't do enough about the art. He said, he's going to, you know, actively try to change things up with that as well. I'm going to as well. And I say that, we just went through Invaders. I don't think we mentioned the art. I I know. Oh you my. said you, you did say you liked it. I said blurb, I, I dug the art. Yeah, that's it. In, in my ending summary, I did not say anything about the art. No, I know I did. And I, know and, I really like back, it. I love the I old time look yeah. of it. Yeah, I do. So go. We're we're going back to the Invaders here. That I agree with you. Why I really like it is that before when it first started out, the book you had a very big you know, divide between current day and past because they were telling a lot of the, you know, flashback stories from World War II for the invaders. And I really dug that. Now it's kind of settled in between the two of them, almost making it look like a classic look. And I really like it as well. I really like the art. I I think that when they do the stuff, especially with Machen and uh, Namor, I think it's really well done where you have those two going back and forth. And I like how all the characters look uh, the only thing that i had a problem with in this issue of invaders was i didn't realize that was tony when he was running and before he said <laughs> yeah. hey you know i, I thought know. i did a pretty he good job with that body and only has like and, one and joke just line him it. being yeah. there i was like man that didn't look like tony to me until i actually looked but i really like the art of that so there i'm trying to atone for the art you know not being mentioned much in that it's just something one of those and he did we me and josh were talking a little and he did want to know how we come up with scores as well. He mentioned this in this when me and him were talking back and forth. And that's the thing where I kind of go and again, you know, to toot my own horn here, I, I have almost, I think it's like 2,700 reviews now on comic book round, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, 2,600. Um, and with that, when we started, me and Eric started, we didn't want to make the scores like, okay, we're going to give two points to the letterer, two points to the colorist, two points to the inker. There are sites that do that. And what ends yeah. up happening is you end up with a really weird score and you end up with a score that sometimes, you know, what are you, you going to say about a letter? 
You know, if he gets yeah, two no. points, you're giving him you two points. I mean, there's you're there's holy yeah, any time you're not. So what ended up happening if you try to go with that? And even the case where even if you went art is five and stories five, you can end up with one of the best comics you've ever read that may not have the greatest art, but you end up giving it a six or a six five. Because, and, and you end up afterwards saying, man, I love that comic, but then the score stinks. Or vice versa. You don't like the story that much. You give the story a two, but yet the art is so fantastic that it ends up being a seven. Overall, that's not a seven as a comic. So what me and Eric ended up doing, we never jumped back and forth with that. We never made it half and half. This is something that if, if you know Brett Booth. The artist, I got in a, a week-long argument with him back in the day about <laughs> this and how we end up scoring. He thinks it's bullcrap, so maybe everybody else does as well. But when I get done the issue, basically, and, and also remember the way that we talk about things and the way you know we set up both the Marvel and the DC site – is kind of the site of the common man and woman. You know what I mean? We're not scholars. We're not going right. to be people who are going to pick apart this, that, and the other thing. What I end up doing is reading it, and then I decide, did I like it or not? And, you know, I want my review to kind of resemble that. When you get done an issue and you're like, man, I really like that, there's at that point as a reader, you're not sitting there saying, well, I'd give that four out of five of art. And I'd, I'd give this. And yes, a reviewer should do a little more. Yes, I think about it. But when I'm done, the, mo- the most important thing that I have with anything with reviews is when I'm done reading and I put it down if I liked it or not. And then I work from there because I don't ever want to give a bad score to something I loved or a good score to something that I hate it just because the stats end up that way. And sometimes they can, they can get skewed that way. So really most of our reviews, most of my scores start with a gut feeling of, did I like it? Love it. I mean, there's times, you know, you, you end up reading and you're like, boy, I love that issue. That was such an awesome issue. And then you kind of have to figure out, you know, what are the particulars that, that made you think that, that when you had that gut feeling, but I, I know, I've even had people argue with me about that and say that that's bull crap. We had a guy uh, way back who ended up quitting the Patreon because of that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, the, that's the what you go. Uh, but yeah. he came back. If he's listening, he'll know who it is. And he came back though later because then he kind of he kind of realized and me, me and him both kind of came together uh, to to figure out how we do things and stuff like that. But. That is the end of the first section of mail. A little bit off on, uh, you know, a little tangent on reviews there. A little thing there. But, yeah, uh, I always like talking about reviews. I love reviews. I love reading reviews. I go to the uh, comic book roundup every single day to see if there's more reviews. I can't get enough. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only, yeah, I send them the Brandon and we talk about things and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love it. But that is it for the first section of mail. But we're going to go off now to some more books. All right, and we're back, and the two books that we have coming up in this section are uh, going to be very quick, I think. They, they are very quick reads, at least. Uh, yeah, and we're going to start with... one thing, punches. Punches, yes, yes, punch. Yeah, uh, just like section. you have at all of your parties. You have a lot of punch, <laughs> Jungle right? Jungle juice, you're we always, call it. You're always here, spiking yeah. that. Uh, but the first one is going to be Symbiote Spider-Man number 
five, and that is written by Peter David, pencils by Greg Land, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Frank Diamarta, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And as we always say, they don't have really a catch-up page there. They have a no. front page uh, that's like the Daily do, Bugle. A, I like it, too. I, I'm I telling like you, all issue. I needed to do was see Spidey on top of the train with Mysterio yep. to be like, all Perfect. right, I remember. Now, this is yep. a book, and there are a lot of other books that came out this week, obviously. And there are going to be some people, I think, with this book especially, saying like, well, why did they cover this book with all the other books? But it's something that we've covered since the beginning. We, we yeah. actually have all covered each so of the far. books. And yeah. so that's the only reason, because after reading this, we kind of like to have the books that we like, you know, at least like enough on the podcast. And after reading this, boy, I was down on this one. And it's something yeah, that me and you, yeah, it kind of is a book though, that it's been me and your book. We, we have these a lot where it seems like me and you are the only ones reading and talking about a book. So, and I do like to kind of push a book that's a little bit of an underdog, people not reading things like that. And boy, this ended up with a fizzle. And ends up with basically, we'll be back. And I'm like, yep. really? Like, I just wanted it to end. And this is n- a, such a well, non Well, it ends ending. in a way when it says, we'll be back. I'm almost like, you son of a... I don't yeah, even want yeah. you back now at this yeah. point in time. You it know? got me so angry. Because I was all this too. going on, you had a very, in my mind, a more intricate story with yeah. Mysterio and Kingpin and all these things the working symbiote, around. Yeah. And the symbiote. And then it only ends with a fight. That's all that it does. Does. You have the symbiote fighting Mysterio with Black Cat there while Aunt May is waiting for a breakfast date with Peter. Peter. That's yeah. all you get. And none of even, the other, like none of the other threads come into play. No. Not Black Cat cutting his finger off of the symbiote nope. suit. Not Aunt May and Peter kind of on rocky terms. Not uh, Kingpin threatening the scientist to figure out what's going on around yep. here. And yeah. Everything's Nothing. dropped for them the only to punch the each only other thing issue. that can tie up a little is the, with Black Cat giving Mysterio the symbiote. And remember, that's the other thing we're talking about the cutting the finger. What about the idea of the files out there of Black Cat working with Kingpin and stuff like that? Yeah. None of that is ever. At least one thing is the symbiote just gets back to Peter out of Mysterio yeah, yeah. at the point. But it, really, that is even like an aside. They end up fighting at Shea Stadium. They're they're on yeah. the the train. Fighting. This train takes them to the Mets game, basically. Yeah, and I I don't know. I I have not read a ton of Black Cat, you know, stuff with Peter with you know Spider Man back in the day deal. But yeah. boy, the, the amount of times in word bubbles that you Spider Spider Spider, I'm like, <laughs> you're really getting annoying. It, it got so yeah. annoying to me. Uh, but it, it's even with her Is there. That where she Tom seemed, King got bat and cat. Maybe, from, maybe. And she's only. <laughs> it only seems that she's here in this issue first to save Peter a little, but also to realize that oh my, the symbiote's kind of taking control more and fighting and things like that. Because even with when she's like. Spider, spider, and Mysterio's like, ah, yeah, you're you're talking to the wrong guy there. You know, Peter is, you know, there. He's only, he's not in control. And they go on. I'm just like, whatever, let's get going because it's just a fight. And because of that, you don't even get any dialogue from Spider-Man until near no. mid midway, even longer than that, because it's just a symbiote going when to he town. he starts snapping. 
Yeah. 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 He, and so you have that. Now, Mysterio, you get to see him doing some fun stuff. He ends up making hard like constructs of himself to kind of almost have multiple Mysterios that are fighting and they can actually punch. You know, they're punching Peter. And then when Black Cat comes in, they start punching her, but she kind of goes like eeny miny mo and then just kicks the right one that ends up yeah. getting well, rid of those. She has bad, yeah. She has bad luck power. So yeah, the yeah. bad luck strikes Mysterio here. Yeah. And, it strikes and, you know, him there. She ends yeah. up picking up. Says the right he even kind of you know laughs at the powers a little. But while this is going on, you end up wasting some time with a T Rex. A uh, hard like construct that he's using, you know, that to go really around. Made me angry because I'm like, all right, just end this stupid story. They're fighting yeah. each other. Peter knocks him down. I see where this is going because there's not really much left in room left in the comic to get into any of the other threads. No. And then he yeah, pulls at this a point, it's, it's, it's it's page 15, 16, yeah. and you have this T Rex running through that's a hard like construct that is scaring people away but really doing nothing for the story. At yeah. no point does Peter go and try to no save people. And also because it's it's a hard-like construct that then just disappears, you know, because they take out Mysterio. And he ends up, get Peter ends up getting the symbiote back. It goes into him. He gets full out and then starts to attack and then just starts punching Mysterio. But that's when you get the T-Rex, things like that. Yeah. And at one point you do see the T-Rex Mysterio- is the, the, well, the, that's the part that made me mad. The T-Rex yeah. ends up serving as the distraction for Mysterio yeah. to get away. So it, it all is for naught anyway. And then has this know. gun. And he has a yeah. gun. He's about to shoot Peter because he's got, you know, the mist going. That is, you know, there's where Peter is distracted again. He's like, finally, I can, I could just shoot him. And then he gets hit in the back of the head with a bat by Black Cat. Or then it's like one, two, three strikes. You're out. He's out. And then that's when the T-Rex disappears. You end up getting Mysterio, you know, webbed up to be taken away later. Peter goes off because he's got to go meet up with Aunt May. He's late for this breakfast. Way late. She yeah. earlier has said and, and this dialogue between her and this waitress was really weird to me like hey who are you waiting for and then Aunt May's like huh you know just some guy you know and, oh yeah it doesn't look like he's coming he's a real loser <laughs> like whatever right. yeah so so nothing <laughs> gets resolved it just yeah just and then leaves and then when peter comes she's like oh did you see a lady here are you peter yeah she wanted you to get this letter that you can imagine it's like peter it says on the outside he opens it up you're a jerk and he crumbles it up throws it down goes back to the apartment with felicia there and calls aunt may i'm sorry aunt may i was busy what i have a lot of time now what you don't want to talk to me hello you hung up oh no and that's how it ends. Is she it's talking over. to an answering machine or what? No, it's, it's her. Such a one-sided conversation. She, she just hung up. She hung up at that one point. Oh, he said, "Emma, hello, hello." And then you just see Felicia, and then he's like, "Crap! How could things get any worse?" And you see, you know, the symbiote costume sitting on the chair. It says Finn, yeah. and then you got symbiote Spider-Man will return with a little goblin there. I'm like, really? Like Cobb you goblin, didn't end this yeah, well? Yeah, you did not end this well at all. This was just a fight scene the whole bit. It seems like it seems like this needed one more issue. It only had five, and it needed one more issue to kind of do something to tie everything up. Yep. Nothing got tied up at all. I swear you just, when I, I did the solicit show and this was announced, it was six, and then all of a yeah, sudden it was weird. like all their other yeah. miniseries and five yeah, issues. It was just fine. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, this, maybe that's the problem with this issue. I this don't know. just ended up being a big fight. Now, if this was the third issue, 
and you ended up having a fight, maybe we'd say, oh, man, it was a cool fight. You know, you had some punch and you had some multiples and Mysterio and things like that. But as a last issue with a lot of things set up in the series, that they weren't exactly, you know, the most intricate of things. It, like you right. said, the one was just Kingpin getting pissed off at the scientists wanting to know what's going on and if he could do things and like that. But then that's just left alone. You had all these right. things going, and then you just leave it with them just sitting well, there, and, and it the really biggest, was disappointing. You know, betrayal, I think, would be Black Cat going behind her boyfriend slash superhero yeah. boyfriend's back and giving her getting co- the his, symbiote his yeah. costume to the bad guy, like and Peter. Yeah. What? Well, just and this is the thing. And- well, and that's the thing is at this point they're sitting there in their in their you know little apartment there, and Peter's not once saying like. Hey, and I guess maybe he wasn't of right mind at that point to realize, but you know, where is yeah. the idea where he's like, why did he have the symbiote? Like, what was going on there? Uh, he's just <laughs> calling at me, but maybe that's the thing that he was kind of, you know, knocked out out of his mind deal while that was yeah. going on because he wasn't Black even at, gonna live with the guilty. Well, conscience yeah, you even had Mysterio, even at Mysterio at one point was kind of like trying to tell jokes because he said Peter wasn't talking any now. Because Josh said that we have to remember the art in this is incredible. I've liked the art I know. throughout. I really, I, I've really Red enjoyed Land the gets art. Gets a lot of crap because people, uh, you know, they've even found pretty good examples of him. Like I, I wouldn't say tracing porn, tracing. but you know, using it as an uh, okay. point of reference for how to draw women, hey. and and that's what he gets a lot of heat for. I I like all his other everything else that goes with the art. You know, the buildings, the coloring, the, yeah. the ink. So. How he draws sexy women doesn't ruffle my feathers in any way, shape, or form. Well, you know, here's so the I, thing. I, I dig there it. There are I enjoy a it. lot of cleavage shots here with Black Cat. Uh, yeah. This is supposed to be a book, though, that's set in a certain time period when right. there was a lot of cleavage with Black Cat. Oh, yeah. And I go, said, go I don't know. Late, uh, 80s, yeah. early 90s, Mary then Jane. That's, she I mean, was, this uh, is, yeah. Woo. And this is the symbiote, <laughs> you know, deal. So this is going back in yeah. time doing it. So it fits the time frame. I understand. You know, some people yeah. are going to see this and go, boy you really accentuated some things but that kind of is black cat uh but even with that with take her out of the whole equation i think that his mysterio looks great i love you know and it's not just him on the colors and the inks and all that everybody on the art team does a great job like you said everything seems to be detailed in a cartoony way that i like you know i don't need things to be ultra realistic i don't need when the t-rex and it's to come out yeah he he does a good job of straddling that line you what's that guy that drives us crazy it does the punisher book oh it's a uh, seisman kadransky yeah i, I yes. don't like his art like, i don't like his art I at think all he does a close imitation to it but much better much clearer just you yeah know, i like the idea of it, it but i like it cartoony. yeah i like it i yeah. like it a lot i think that this book looks fantastic it's one of the things that i like from the beginning uh of this series of this miniseries also it's bigger panels there's not a lot of real small panels oh, yeah. he doesn't it get does. very he quick. doesn't get fancy with the panel layout you get a very standard panel layout and i think it plays out very well with it uh at, at points the action in this got a little bit harder to follow than it has been before but i still yeah. think the action was really good yeah, so, I, yeah think overall, was I thought the art really was did. the highlight of this issue 
you know, the the story kind of fell flat, but the art itself brings me up to a six five. I think I was gonna go six, but now I'm looking at the art. I, I think I I like it enough to go six five. Um, but that's a big disappointment to me. I've really liked this this series to the point where, like I said, it was kind of our little thing going, and I was enjoying it. Yep. This fell flat big time. What would you give yeah, it? Did. Yeah, I gave it a six on the site when I okay. reviewed it, and, I, and I'm going to stick with sense. that here. I just was really disappointed by it because this was a series up until this point. Like, you know, we were recommending to people and telling people yeah. to check out. And, you know, it was a Spider-Man book. What? while I'm disappointed by the main amazing Spider-Man book was, was giving me some joy and giving me, you know, a little bit of that Spider-Man I needed on my pull list. And and then it ended with such a thought I was disappointed, you know, other than the art, like, like we discussed about the art already, everything about the art looks great. Um, Yeah. You know, I I just was let down by the conclusion here. The first four leading up to it were, were interesting and gripping and, and this had none of that. Yeah, I agree. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is Fantastic Four number 13. And that is written by Dan Slott, who has blocked me. Uh, Art by Sean (laughs) Zaxi. Uh, Colors by Marcio Minez and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. Yeah, I was just joking and and the guy blocked me, but eh, whatever. I actually thought like it's such a weird thing to block somebody because there you go. It's like just just think of the concept like you guys are calling each other names. But what he's blocked me from is the ability to go see what he's doing and I didn't care. So that it's almost like (laughs) you have a business and you don't like a guy, so you're like you're blocked from ever coming here. Well, it kind of hurts you as well. And so, in yeah, the long run, I've only said one thing ever to Dan Slot. He blocked me, and I don't care because I never went to his site, you know, his his Twitter page. Anyway, I really don't care one lick what he has to say right. about anything. And in fact, maybe he should stop blocking people and actually write a story. Uh, you know, these last two <laughs> issues of Fantastic Four, I mean, really, if there's anybody mailing it in, it's him and these two issues. It's just yeah. been one fight. It's really Nonsense. amazing how he gets so much text out of the same thing happening for the last yeah, two issues. The same you know what I'm thing. saying? Here we go. Yeah. This Fantastic Four number 13. Now, with this, I'm not as down on it as I'm saying now getting no, angry. I don't hate it. I, no, yeah, I don't I like hate it, it either. Better than how can Spider-Man, you hate it? But, Nothing uh, happens. No, there's stuff. Ben scheduled his island honeymoon with Alicia to take place during his annual transmutation when he becomes human for a short period of time. Before the honeymooners could even get started, the Hulk crashed their vacation, but this is more than another contest of strength. The Hulk is under the control of Alicia's stepfather, the villainous Puppet Master. Uh, Eric always, his ears prick up when he hears Puppet Master. He thinks it's those stupid movies. He's furious that Alicia coerced him into approving her nuptials with Ben. The brawl between Ben and the Hulk resulted in a rock slide that trapped the leash and other bystanders. As the clock ticks down, can the thing default defeat Hulk before reverting to his human form? And that's basically what you have. You have the ticking yeah, down the countdown. of yeah, the countdown. He ends up having the watch that shows, you know, exactly when he is going to be human again, where he's just going to be good old Ben Grimm. This was set up so they can go on their honeymoon it's like so a they snake. can have kids. He sheds his skin yearly. Yeah, know? and they they were going to end up trying to have kids during this honeymoon. And you can only think Puppet Master also just doesn't want his daughter to have sex with the thing. That's all I can think <laughs> of all the time. But yeah, basically there is I, a I lot had to of talking. Read the relationship real is stepfather 
father-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, what? Is but he going does. On? He does seem to be. Well, it is Ben's stepfather-in-law, but it's yeah. it's Alicia's yeah, yeah, stepfather. Yeah, I got so. that part. Yeah, yeah, and the the whole thing is Alicia did end up duping them all by making a copy of him when you know Ben went to ask if she could if they could get married. So you know Ben's confused. He thinks, boy, I, I asked you if I could get married to him. Yes, it yeah. was. It wasn't him. Alicia no, knew that this was never going to be Hulk's a thing. Talking all sorts of weirdness. Yeah, he's not so, picking well, up he on figures right out the whole deal that it's Puppet Master, and he's trying to get to the Hulk and say, "Hey, Hulk, in there, you're being, you know, you're being used. The Puppet Master's using you. Please don't fight me." There's the Hulk doesn't care. Because the Hulk just no. wants to beat up the thing anyway. It, it, this is his yeah. MO anyway. He doesn't care. Yeah. Even at one the point Hulk's at the end. off his rocker at the moment anyway. Yeah. There's no and reasoning with him. It's funny with the, the deal here is until the very end, it's a very non-immortal Hulk. This is kind of a classic Hulk that if you're not liking or not reading the immortal Hulk, it doesn't matter. The Hulk's just there yeah, to they, just beat the crap out of Ben. A little they bit. tie it in at it's the very end. Up. Yeah. At the very end, it is. And it's just a little aside saying, oh, you know, because he ends up by the end going to get the puppet master. Like, you're never going to control me again. Oh, yeah. And then mentions at that good. point, mentions like, yeah, that Bruce, he's always getting killed. But then I just come back. So, you know, I'm not going to die. And now I'm going to, you know, just destroy you. But pretty much this whole issue is the thing getting the crap kicked out of him by the Hulk while he's trying to figure out if he can stop the Hulk. But in the meantime, you have Alicia and these people underground because of this rock slide. And he does try to say to Puppet Master, listen, just stop. Please stop. You know, if this is about you loving your stepdaughter, you're loving her, you got to stop because, you know, you're going to kill her. You're going to end up, you know, killing her with this. And even Hulk says, you think that he cares about anything like that? You think this is about family? He just wants revenge. You're just going to have yeah. to fight. And so Ben just ends him, up. He don't care. Yeah, it just ends. And I do love when you see Puppet Master there in prison because he's still in prison. And I love that he just has, you know, his Puppet Master abilities as he has action figures and he just plays with them. It makes me laugh so much. But he's doing that and he's trying to fight. Well, Alicia realizes on the ground. Stuck in prison. Yes, that's what it is. It, it, yeah, he should be in prison sometimes. So yeah, Alicia's like, listen, everybody, we got to get out of here. We're, we can't wait for you know the thing or the Hulk to come save. Nobody's saving us. They're fighting, and the only way that we're going to get out, and also the only way that my husband is going to be able to beat the Hulk, is if we do get out and he doesn't have to worry about us yeah, anymore. He's not doing so two they start at going once. out, yeah. and it's one of those. There's a kind of a funny scene where these people are like, how would you know, you know, what rock to move? Or Whatever. She's like, well, I work with Rock. Plus, I have to get Ben up every morning. You know, he's made of Rock. So <laughs> you, you get this. And I, I don't know if that was supposed to be a sexy thing that she was saying. But you, you go and they do kind of get out. But this is where the timing is just it's running out. But I, I'll tell you. Ben's doing a good job. I mean, he's holding his own. He's like Rocky. He, he does. And he, does. he is getting the crap kicked out of him. And Hulk is like Drago. But yeah, you end up with, you know, he's made of stone. And, you know, they have that. Alicia goes out. It's right when Ben realizes I'm going to die. I- I'm not going to be able to do this. I can't get out of this. There's no way. Uh, but she says, listen, the Hulk, he might be stronger. He might be bigger. But you have more heart. And, you know, the Yancey Street in him comes out like it always does. <laughs> and he, he does. ends up just beating the crap 
out of the Hulk. He ends up knocking him out and then they go off. Now, the, the bad part about all this is, is that he ends up being knocked out himself for a week. He wakes up, he's <laughs> thing again. He missed out Covered, on that yeah. whole week. Yep, he missed out on that whole week. And he even says to Alicia, oh, we messed it. We were going to start a family. She's like, ah, we have other time for that. It's no no problem. But, you know, he's all excited that he beat up the Hulk and all that stuff. And you have It looks you have, like uh, in the one uh, picture where Alicia's grabbing his face and she turns it to the side, like his brain is oozing out of yeah, the oh, side. Yeah, he's got some head. problems. At one point, <laughs> you know, earlier, he is. He looks like he's falling apart. But, yeah, he's all impressed with himself. And he's like, yeah, I got the best Sunday punch I ever threw in my life. And then he starts yelling that he wants that vibranium schmine I want this baby bronzed when you take it off. I'm like, are you talking about your whole arm there? Uh, you know, thing you you're wacky. Uh, but then it does. End, like, yeah. I don't think that's really a hard cast there. Like the, you know, it is vibranium. He says, but yeah, he says, I. It just was weird. It why would like you bronze sleeve to me? Well, why you know? would you bronze vibranium? It's already more you know expensive <laughs> than, than bronze. Uh, I did like at the one point when he did reach back to punch the hulk that big punch you did have the glint of the wedding ring yeah. that was a pretty cool touch and and again oh, yeah. i'll mention like before the end him. i love the art in this book i i love it i think the art yeah, is really great. good it, it's just one fight scene but boy he gets to play around a lot with the art you have a lot of hulk you have a lot of just as the thing's getting hit rock falling off him at one point thing picks up a whole tree and hits the hulk over the back with it and stuff they're all bleeding pretty much it's a rocky movie it's all it is and i i really did enjoy that aspect of it it's just two issues it really feels like he was mailing this in you didn't have to do yeah. much in these two issues uh you have the hulk then go off to the raft the, where uh you know they have the puppet master in prison and he just goes crunches his hands which is the worst he's like my hands and oh yeah. my god you look at these things I'll they're never horrendous. Be able to puppet master that again, one US finger is done yeah he's like i'm never puppet master he's like you really think that that's all it's gonna be and then he just seems to go to town yeah, and kill him just, so yeah i think, think he's done and then it, you hear all these crunches and yeah crunch crunch ah, and oh yelling god. and screaming but yeah so here's the thing i had fun reading this i did enjoy and even with the thing where i know the thing is not gonna die you know and and the big thing again would be that when the timer runs out he turns into his regular human ben grim self and the hulk will kill him so that's the big tension there's not that much tension because you know they're not going to kill the thing the tension kind of in my mind was (laughs) just how is he going to end up knocking out the hulk and he ends up doing it by just reaching back and with alicia giving him inspiration and doing it uh so i i I liked it enough i I really did i'm giving it a seven i I thought the art again i thought the art was great uh yeah yeah i thought the art was really good i'm gonna give it a seven five uh i'm a sucker for kind of the classic marvel matchups like you give me a wolverine saber tooth the thing hulk those type of things and it's a two issue just kind of fight back and forth with yeah. no real purpose other than that. I'm I'm a okay with that kind of stuff. So uh yeah, coupled like with the art here, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like you mentioned already, the the punching back and forth, that one splash page, I you know, you could print it out as a fat head yeah. and hanging in yeah. your, your man yeah, cave. It's awesome. pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. But, you know, other than that, uh, Dan Slott seems to do this a lot with the Fantastic Four series. Like, every time we're almost sort of getting into a type of story, we get, like, these interludes that are two or three issues and kind of sidetrack us and we do something else. And 
I, I really don't know what the overall story to this book has been other than Franklin kind of losing his powers and them going yeah. in and out. That seems and to I be the running more thread of through it. Franklin. That's they're they're two yeah. of the characters that I really like, and they kind of get put aside for these yeah. little side deals. I mean, we did start the stuff maybe with the uh, Doctor Doom, but Foundation book, but yeah. but Doom ended up just kind of being pushed aside as well. There's a lot of things that are pushed aside in the series just it's to get these now, and book. that's the it thing is. these. These side issues like these past two with the Hulk, they end up being fun. But you want, you know, if you're going to have just a fun book like this, then just have it. Uh, but don't throw all these other things in there and just leave them behind. So we'll see how it yeah. goes on. I, I it's hope such that a we get more hard hitting deal. Really yeah, is. it is. It I is, don't so. know what, what like giant Fantastic Four fans, like I'm a Spider Man Wolverine fan, what they think of it. I'd be very yeah. interested because. You know, look, we're hot and cold on it. I wonder if they're the I mean, same here's way the thing. or if they're just they may in be love hot with and cold, it, but I, they may just be happy to have the book because you haven't had yeah. a Fantastic Four book <laughs> yeah, in so right. long. I have a feeling yeah. that they're still just like, I don't care. As long as I get the Fantastic Four, I'm good with it. And this did feel, like you said, with the matchup deal, it did feel classic. So I think that maybe they would dig these two issues. They, you know, you had the wedding earlier, so that was pretty cool. There are some things to this. It's just overall getting a grip at an ongoing story, a continuing story. It just kind of peters along and, you know, but I enjoy every issue, it seems. I'm telling you, I haven't really hated an issue. Yeah, that screws it up too. And and that makes like a, a side thing, you know, feel a little less than it should too. But that's it. That is the end of the Fantastic Four. We're going to go off now to the next section of mail. Brandon, let's go. It is time for mail section number two. A little delayed. People won't realize that, but we had a little issues technically there. I don't know what the heck happened, but here we are. And the first mail of this section. Yeah, really just stumped. Matt (laughs) is the first one of mail section number two. And he says, Jim and Brandon, I'm liking the idea of having one show per week on the regular feed. However, 
have you discussed how you're going to handle the Sunday night NFL games? And we kind of have <laughs> basically when there's a game with one of our teams, which should only be mine, which you discussed. Yeah. Buffalo does not have a Sunday night game, but we're no. also going to have got a Thanksgiving game this year. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Look well, out. also eight times a year. Yeah. Old Brandon over there is going to be pretty drunk and may not be able to make a Sunday <laughs> night deal. We're going to have to record things a little earlier on those yeah. weeks. Uh, he says it looks Most like Philly time. has yeah. three Sunday night games, which they should. And Buffalo has zero and then he zero. puts ha yeah. ha we're used, we're used to that around these parts we don't yeah get, yeah see, it, what it'll happens start. around here when they give buffalo home night games is it the city gets a little cranked up and it gets yeah they do get cranked around up. here very early I, I like that that's what you think the nfl's thinking they're, they're also thinking that nobody else <laughs> around the country wants to watch the bills so they don't get but yeah. believe me the minute that the bills you know and josh allen starts getting better if, if brady eventually does retire and you can maybe think about winning Be a division you, yeah. you'll have some some night games but yeah. the eagles have a bunch I think, it's like you know that our our penchant for throwing sex toys out on the field though is a little scary that might, to but NFL i'm telling you just look time. at just look at <laughs> cleveland they had nothing and now this year you eat their monday night sunday night thursday night every yeah. week it yeah, seems right. like they have you're a right. night game it just takes you to have just the need sizzle. the press to fall you need the sizzle is what you need again right i'm telling you if if antonio brown would have went to the bills they would have had at least one, you know, primetime game. Yeah. You would oh, have yeah, at I least one. Yeah. But he says, and Philly plays Buffalo this year. And maybe it would have been that one. You could have a podcast yeah. centered around that. I certainly would listen. Yes. We'll see how. Yeah, that we'll goes. probably end up talking that the first 10 minutes of that podcast anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. One more <laughs> thing, Jim. Who are your top five Howard Stern whack packers of all time? Now, he says, if I ever met any in real life, that would be a big no. But my top five Howard Stern whack packers would be number five, Crackhead Bob. He's definitely number five for me. Number four, Marianne from Brooklyn, who I know a lot of people get annoyed with just because of her voice. I laugh every time. And part of that is that Fred playing that crow sound just makes me laugh so much. (laughs) Number three, Hank. uh, Actually, number three would be Beetlejuice. And and the thing is, I used to, if you would have asked me five years ago, Beetlejuice might have been two or one. But he's kind of phased out a little now. I haven't heard him much lately. Um, Number two is Hank the angry dwarf i love hank uh he rest in peace old hank and then number one is always been my favorite and again that's somebody who annoys people so much kind of why i like it it is eric the actor formerly eric the midget but i love when he was eric the actor as well but those are my top five and if i did have to meet any of them I would probably be, you know, Mary M from Brooklyn would be the only one I'd even get close to. Uh, if you want me to tell you who I hate the most of all the Whack Packers, it definitely would be High Pitch Eric. I can't stand them anytime you want. I get so annoyed. Him uh, and Beetlejuice are the only names I recognize there. I know and, the crow uh, sound you're talking about. Oh, it's the I best. listen to Howard and, Stern so sporadically and randomly. Yeah, you know, I, listen to all, I listen to them all the time. My experiences now. from Howard Stern are when they used to show it on like, 
basic cable that yeah with e the e show yeah yeah Yeah, i even like uh wendy the slow adult formerly wendy the retard that's not appropriate anymore so wendy the slow adult actually but all she does is say yes to anything he says but it does make me laugh and in fact i have i listen to it all the time i listen to howard all the time and i do listen on the way home and make eric listen as well i mean him you know just laugh it up and things like that uh but those are my top five but back to his mail uh he says have i ever met any in real life i have not he says thanks and that is from matt thank you matt i'd like to hear what his top five is and if eric the actor isn't number one then you're out of town i i love eric (laughs) i i he passed away unfortunately he cracked that just the nerve of him anytime because the things that he would demand and the respect that he (laughs) thought he deserved just made me laugh and if anything the time when he was setting the time and the time yeah and also the time that he was pretty much setting up a hit on a guy was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life on radio or anything was one of the funniest things. But the next deal and the next mail is from Walt. Walt says, I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. And then says, oh, my bad. Had the Flora Colossi language filter on is what she did. And he says, hello, Jim Brandon and everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Boop. Just got back from bowling. And first game ever that I got a 300, he says. First game was 79, second 135, then last was 86. I think that he is getting a 300 combining all yeah. three games. I'm yeah, more yeah. of someone who swings it back and lets it roll. My daughter 66 the other day, if, if that makes him feel really, any better. a little Mariel Lemieux for now, no clue <laughs> yeah. how some roll in and make it spin like crazy and do those moves. Show offs. I actually have a bit of a spin on mine. One time I'm yeah. impressed with seeing that is seeing kids doing that. I, I'm telling you, the last time I went bowling, and I mentioned this, I think, back on the DC podcast, I hurt myself. <laughs> I ended up, yeah, I, I really think I, I may have possibly really broken my wrist. muscles you don't even know you have anymore. Well, here's I'm the thing you, is, the last time I went bowling, hurts. I was sore as hell. Yeah, this was six months ago. It still hurts. I think I broke something and I'm not going to go to the doctor and say I broke something bowling. I'll lift stuff at work and it still hurts like all hell. And I end up dropping things. It hurts. Like I think I may have pulled some ligaments or something. Screw that. I'm just never going again. Pants at work. You know, probably wears one of those. He probably does. (laughs) He just he uses it to wipe his butt. Uh, I end yeah. up, I think, and I even He's said, like, I wanted to impress people because I am actually a pretty good bowler. I think I'm done now. I am done. I can't bowl anymore. Retiring I can't lift from the, the ball. Game, huh? I am. I'm retiring. Now time to start packing for vacation. I said, I think that last time when I hurt myself, I think I, I, I got a 260, I think is what I got. And I wanted to stop because it hurt so much. And I just kept going. And my kids were making fun of me. They're I pretty a, good bowlers as well. I got a buddy who's well. done a couple real 300s in his life. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I've never done that. I, I, that's yeah. like a hole in one. I'm never doing that. Heading to Europe a day then on to cruise. So he's packing for a vacation. He's heading off to Europe on a cruise. Figure I'll bring Fancy. the traits. Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 14 Venomized, Rogue and Gambit, and, and Moon Knight. He's on a cruise. What are you doing with these books? Please, what you do on a cruise, you eat. That's all that's yeah. for. Oh, I, anybody who's that's ever right. told me to go on a cruise has never once mentioned any sort of, you know, oh, you see the sights and you do this. All they tell me is you can eat 24 7. I'm like, I am. You, you want to know something so typically me? I, I've never been on a cruise. I, no, I, I, I don't really either. have interest in doing so, but I have 
scammed up three or four different ways to sneak booze on a cruise because they oh, know you're really? not allowed to do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my. You, you just you don't want to get the – you can get the ticket that's an open bar. I mean, you, you can splurge yeah. for that yeah. if you want. No, I'm, 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 sure I'm you telling can. you, I, yeah. my, my one buddy would go on cruises each, each year, and then when he'd come back, this is all he'd say is like, and then – this one night I woke up at like 3.30 a.m. and I went downstairs and had a steak. <laughs> All right. That sounds pretty cool. I went down and had pork chops. That's what I would know, do. I might do that too because that actually sounds – like something you've never done before yeah. and will never do again. Get up so at 3 a.m. You know? and have a steak. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and the only other place that you could see doing that would be the casino. It's like, yeah. a, you know, the casino on, on the water there. I like it. Whichever is the book about having personas of Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man, as well as having the trades on my phone, on the following from Death of the Family, Batman, Batman and Robin, Nightwing and Red Hood and the Outlaws. I don't think he's going to be cruising much. And also yeah. Flash, New 52, yeah. Volume 3. You're going on be this on, cruise by yourself? Well, <laughs> The flight is 19 hours, so he's going to be on a flight yeah. for 19 oh, hours first. So there, yeah. I'm someone who looks yeah. forward to actually being on ship rather than heading to ports. Love to stay on ship while everyone's out on the port. Ship isn't crowded, can shoot some hoops, actually visit so the gym, have hot So is he flying 19 hours to then get on a ship? I guess to get on a ship, yeah. Looking forward wow. to the shows and winning games Impressive. and trivia. Remember, if you don't aim to win, why participate? Now on That's to right. comics. I'm really curious about Maybe next the issue of Miles last. Morales. They mentioned Ultimatum, but showed the ultimate Green Goblin. He wasn't even the yep. villain of that story arc. Actually enjoyed that story, so hoping they don't do something that I'm going to have my eyes rolling for. But hey, so far I trust Saladin Ahmed and what he's doing. I like this issue uh, this week of Miles. I, I got to read it still. It. I got it on my tablet. I, I'm too Man, behind and on the, Miles. Well, I that's the, the problem is too. I ended up, uh, when I was trying to figure out what we were going to do tonight, Miles was pretty much on a short list that I was going to put on. But we haven't talked about it in a while on the podcast, and I kind of had a feeling that you weren't caught up. I was going to yeah. ask you, and I forgot, and that's uh, why. I'm going to get caught up for issue ten because yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put end ten up on doing the podcast because that yeah, is because Ultimate like Green Goblin, and I want to yeah, know why he's like here it. or yeah, how so he we'll got find here. That. So we have to remember we said that, but yeah, Miles will be on next. I now I know Absolute Carnage has just begun, but damn, loving it. It's a lot of issues, but definitely reading it again in October for Halloween. Wish for event books instead of having trades for one event just make one giant size book with all the issues in it that would be like an ultimate time, you know an omnibus yeah. can easily I go for dark knight's metal spider getting in this carnage event they they end up doing those for crazy, a lot of things because they yeah they did that for dark knight's well they split up the regular books and then all those you know separate tie-ins yeah and when i'm reading something like that i want it all in order well you know what the best book, thing I'll- to do is wait till it's all on the app that's what I'm going to yeah. do. I mean, yeah, no, we're going to end up reading it and talking about a lot of it here anyway. But if you have the app, you just kind of wait. It's it's one of those things. I am a guy who usually has to have the things right away. I have to have it when the, you know, the iron's hot. I'm getting less and less like that, you know, because I'm when I end up, yeah. I'm also <laughs> where I'm getting to the point where when I'm there, like where the iron's hot right now with the Hickman X-Men books, you're not only just reading books, but you're battling people. You're, you're, you're dodging know. bullets from this side and that side. I, I don't need that nonsense anymore. I'd thing. rather just I know. wait. It's, it's a life-consuming so thing. I'd rather. Yeah, I'm, with yeah, you. I'm telling you. This is I, why I, I told everybody, and I'll repeat myself again. Way. When we're done with these six issues of uh, you know, House of X and Powers of Ten, when we're done with those six issues, then I will read them all in one shot, and maybe we'll have a catch-up episode or something like that. But after reading the first two issues of House of X, 
And then the one issue of Powers of X, I'm like, I this is not for me right now. And I don't yeah. want to fight with people. I don't want to come on the podcast and sound like an idiot and also just argue about things that, you know, I don't even know about yet. So he says, don't know about you, gents, but really good week of books. After reading Gwenpool, definitely getting uh, going to get the trade of West Coast Avengers, which me and Aaron both liked. Easily my second favorite book of the week. Well, guess time to pack before I go. If you had to pair each of the following characters with a Marvel book for a five issue mini, who would you pair with Gabby? Now, it's it, this is the weird deal. He says y- you have the following that you have to pair with. Is he asking who I would pair with Gabby, like from anyone, or do they have to be Marvel? But we'll go full up Marvel. Gabby, I would like to have with a, a proper Wolverine, have a proper Wolverine Gabby book. That would be pretty cool. Uh, who would you want with Gabby? Uh, I, you know, I'm just slowly gotten on the Gabby train at the end of that last series. I think I would put Gabby with, I don't know, I like her. Paired with other females, kind of driving them crazy. She-Hulk um, is what you're saying then, right? She-Hulk, She-Hulk maybe. The the new She-Hulk, she needs to lighten her up a little bit. Or, yeah. you know, That would That'd be cool. Be I'll go with that. All right. How about Stewie Griffin? And I'm telling you, I, I want Stewie in a, a crazy Watcher book because the Watcher looks like a big baby to me and they could yeah, sit they around and just you know they could go. just yell yeah. and scream at each other and they could say what they they yeah. you know because the watcher's just there to watch and stewie's bitching and moaning you could have that red hood stewie. is next uh would you put no, stewie, stewie with who would, would you good with deadpool or uh okay. howard the duck i think okay. that is my red hood that. it's funny because i think a lot of people with red hood would go right to punisher because they kind yeah. of are similar i'd actually put red hood and i thought about this uh one of the only ones i actually thought of beforehand uh i put them with daredevil and the reason i put him with daredevil is the idea that you know daredevil is all about redemption and things like that but it's also about you know religion i think that he could really kind of get in the head with red hood and then red hood would basically say listen there uh matt i died there is no heaven and then that would just destroy matt he'd be done <laughs> and that would, that would, but you'd bad. have a guy who's very religious uh, with another guy who basically had died and come back, so I think that that would be pretty cool. Also, you know, yeah, da- you know, Daredevil just died too, so you have those things going on. Next one is Beast Boy, and I would probably put Beast Boy in maybe the Future Foundation or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that he'd go yeah. with. Who would you go with? I said uh, Runaways, Runaways said, or yeah. Young Avengers, and then yeah. Red Hood. I I don't know. You you said Punisher. I think that would be cool. I would actually do hawkeye maybe it's basically yeah, the arsenal cool equivalent yeah. yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool and then you have baby groot is the last one and baby groot <laughs> i think i just put in a book by himself he'd just be dancing I would, around i would do baby and groot like and that. baby dark side there we go that's what you'd have just those two together yeah. baby groot yeah. baby dark side yeah. and baby thanos they could all go together all the babies yes. all together and then they could just you know all raised by frank yell. castle uh, all raised by brandon just like he's raising Braxton yes. as we speak take that's care right. y'all and we're gonna go off now to actually join up with double a ron i think he may be coming to talk a little bit of carnage all right we're back and we're here with double aaron he's poop, here from poop. minnesota i know that a lot of people have started to say even one eric shea that he confuses you and brandon together with, with the vocals and at mm-hmm. one point we did have somebody during the patreon or somebody said something at one point online i think it might have been john jack actually in the slack that was like man brandon when you were talking about this and that and it wasn't it was me and you aaron <laughs> <laughs> you, thought that you or brandon you got off here. 
Yeah, you got a scat free on that one. I believe I was it Death's Head. I forget what it was. Which one uh, we talked no, about? The Future Foundation. Future Foundation. Think, That's what it was. Yeah. It was Future Foundation. He's like, man, Brandon and Jim, you didn't know this. And Brandon's like, what the heck did I not know? I didn't even read that book. I'm like, that oh, was me and Aaron. Ah, uh, but we're here to talk about the final book of the night, and it ties into the Absolute Carnage deal. It's Absolute Carnage Separation Anxiety Number One. And it's written by Clay McLeod Chapman, art by Brian Level, colors by Jordan Boyd, and letters by VC's Travis Lanham. Years ago, the Life Foundation, a dangerous conglomerate that for a time focused its efforts on destroying Spider-Man, captured the Venom symbiote and forced it to spawn five offspring, Scream, Lasher, Riot, Agony, and Phage. That sounds like all of the stages that I go through when I wake up in the morning. Yes. For years, the Life Foundation symbiotes, as they came to be called, existed separately, but when one of the organizations turned traitor and began killing their host. The remaining four symbiotes had no choice but to merge and form a new entity called Hybrid. As Hybrid, the symbiotes were most recently seen bonded to a stray dog after an adventure involving Deadpool. The whereabouts of the dog and the four extraterrestrial creatures bonded to it remain unknown until now because we see the dog approaching a girl. Yeah, and pretty much this is an issue that it's going to be hard. It's not one of those issues that you can kind of go panel for panel and talk about because it's a very, you know, wide stroke type deal. Yeah. What's going well, on. Especially once like it that. gets to the point, it kind of just is a chase, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and when you go with it though, it's one of those, and I'll go back to where I was talking earlier in the mail to Josh about kind of reviews and gut feelings and things like that. This is one of those issues that I point to that when I get done reading, I have an opinion of it, you know, and I liked it. I did like this issue. But if I actually sat back then and had to give points for the letter, points for the colorist, points for the deal and this like that, it wouldn't really give my true deal because really the story is very basic. But the basic story really gets you involved. It really gets you kind of on the edge of your seat at points, even though I don't know this family, I don't know this little girl. Uh, but yet I felt for her by the end and I really wanted to see what's going on. Now at the end, everything goes wrong for them. Uh, but in a weird way that ends up being nice because at the beginning they are a family when you first greet them, the little girls on the stoop. Yeah. It's basically the mom and dad screaming, yelling at each other. You know, one of those things that I'm telling you, it hits home. I said, before we recorded some of these things, when my wife gets mad at me, she will say a lot of the stuff, which is awful. And you don't want kids to hear stuff like this. And these poor little kids are hearing, you know, you're pitting the children against me. And no, oh man, like I had to go very far for that. You're doing a good job yourself. And this going back I'm and forth. I'm taking the kids away because yeah, you're I'm taking the kids. Them. Yeah, All they want to yeah. do is spend time with you and you're always at yeah. work. Yeah, stuff like that. So this little girl is upset. She's crying. She sees this dog. Now at points, really, to let a dog with flies on, let it lick you you know the girl has problems right away this little yeah. girl has some issues you know she really needs attention and she'll get it from a mangy dog that just shows up but she's like i can't let you inside you know everybody's we're, it's not even my house anymore we're leaving my mommy she's packing us up and we're leaving our dad and they do go in and the dog's just sitting there watching 
the mother and father fight as the girl goes off you find out she has a brother as well uh but then the dog just goes out full out symbiote now i laugh too because the idea of what's going on there is is pretty spoiled by that intro deal because i wouldn't know i wouldn't know who hybrid is this is me personally so maybe it is better that they did do that but at at you do yeah, have stuck it, go, it like and six then pages you, into the book to surprise I like you a little that, bit how it is but even so i would have liked to have tried to figure it out a little more i had a little more background but it was fine because like you said it goes ballistic it goes out it's venoming you know carnaging out here and uh you end up having our symbioting out if that's a word and you end up then having the catch-up page and the art yeah. is very very uh you know horror-esque uh yep, it, it is very you know pretty cool but aaron you tell us about it since you have joined us here for this podcast part you give us i'm done talking i'm yeah, gonna the, listen the to you and tell has me a, about a it. definitely um imaginative twist once the venom symbiote gets activated and goes after the family uh he does some nice panel breakups to show the trend the transformation between yeah. the dog to the symbiote and this is where the kid goes upstairs to get her brother and she's like come downstairs you got to see what i brought inside yeah. before it hey, gets you got to see this dog yeah, before it gets kicked out and the little brother's like awesome great so he goes downstairs and and the father is like lambasted against the oh, wall with awful. like symbiote vomit that's all black yeah. and green tentacles. The father symbiote's the worst. It looks like it's got <laughs> intestines coming out of it. Yeah, it's like, the in, worst. Uh, like intestines around the crotchal area. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't with, need that. And, there looks like there's teeth down there still. Yeah, too. Oh, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> and you just see his his face poking out from the the te- the mouth of uh, teeth and everything of the symbiote. Yep. Like, come to daddy. Oh, so when it says come to daddy, it even it looks to me it's almost like when we saw the abomination the yeah. first time in the Hulk deal yeah. with the hand around. Oh, it's awful. Exactly. It's so awful. But yeah, they, they seem to be enjoying it. They seem to be like, this is the big happy family. <laughs> then I also like it's the best where they've got points, along in years. Yeah. At points, the panels on certain pages, especially that one, it has even the the swirl. Uh, at the top to show the art and it kind of has that drippy just entrail looking yeah. stuff oh it's it's so disgusting but it's disgustingly good it, it really this guy is. does good tentacle work yes he does <laughs> uh, yeah and and with that even with the idea that you have the symbiote deal is very horrific like you said there's like everywhere you look there's teeth and guts and stuff mm-hmm. but then the the girls especially the little guy uh, the kids i mean the girl and the little boy they're very cartoony in how they go and i think it plays off better that way for some reason i really really like the way that is where you had this horrific stuff going on but then you have the kids and the way it's spelled out you kind of then okay these are like innocent little kids the way that it's spelled out like that with the art there i really like but yeah they just want to get the hell out of there they're trying to get away yeah and, the uh, kids are horrified but the, the parents that are now both got sim- different symbiotes on yeah. them are all just trying to like implore the kids like come to mommy and daddy yeah, we'll it's, be it'll a great be great family yeah we're together again we're not gonna argue <laughs> anymore gross, yeah. See, kids we love each other and then there's a knock on the door and, and this guy oh man he <laughs> yeah. picked the wrong time to come to the door and it's the worst but you go on Aaron. you, yeah, it, you talk the neighbor hears screaming coming from uh, across the way and comes knocking on the door the mom transmorphs back into her 
picturesque mom smile like hey yeah. what's going on here and then the kid you know jumps out like run help yeah, and they us. just oh my God. they just spit acid right in the neighbor's face totally melting his whole face and killing oh, him right the worst. Face, like, it's the, the worst yeah. I, I really like this too because as you see the mother there and she's like like you said it's like can i help you now obviously behind her stuff's going very wrong yeah. i mean he should be able to see that but i love the way that they with the art you shift the camera angle to see them from behind this yeah. and you see the symbiotes have you know kind of melded up behind them they they're around the door a little before you know the girl ends up going and for saying very, help. i thought that was great for a very fast-paced uh, issue which actually has extra pages too i think it's like 34 yeah, pages yeah. or 30 pages ish and uh, he he squeezes in a lot of lot of little panels yeah, in there that gives you the the transition of point to point to what's going on really well for kind of a, a more basic horror chase scene sequence. Yeah, uh, the little kids are just making another mad dash across the house. They run up into the attic. The the symbiotes chase them there. I mean, it's it's a, a lot of automatopoeia going on with the crashes and yeah, the crashes and stuff like that. Now, the other thing that I like it, it just slightly. I wish it was more. It ends up becoming kind of Home Alone, where they go mm-hmm. off and the, the kids know how to deal with a symbiote. It, it's crazy. Yeah. They know that fire and also sound. Yeah, they were reading comic books in the it. attic yeah, at the yeah. beginning. There, I think. Yeah, they get so it they from knew that. that. Yep, and so they end up that the, they pick up the radio. Try but they use a flash and things like that in the radio going on where they're trying to blast the and it actually starts working until the symbiote thing crushes yeah, but the radio. Fo- there's there. four of these symbiotes. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to stop able. it. They slow it down for a bit, a, a little, mm-hmm. and you actually see the father's head peeking through a little more because it is getting you know knocked back from the music. Probably listening to Wham, maybe Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, That's Wham. my guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you, you end up, yeah, and keep on going, Aaron. I don't want to you know no, end no, up I mean, stepping it, on it, your toes here. It, it, it there's only so much you can really say because I, like we've said multiple times, it's a chase sequence. So the the kids make their way out of the attic again. They they have kind of you know uh, one of those moments where you kind of see is, is kind of played out to happen. The kid runs to the bathroom, hairspray yep. falls, a lighter happens to be right next oh, to yeah, it. It's, right there. <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's like the only little part of this whole issue that I didn't really like was this. You sequ- do need sequence. a lighter in the bathroom for candles when you finish up, you know. Yeah, yeah the, the, you know. The, the only thing I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. of is the parents like to burn one in the bathroom every once. I guess. But even as that's going on, her brother gets taken over. He jumps into yeah. the, the bathtub. She's like, stay there, you know. And all of a sudden he gets taken over and immediately it is like immediately once somebody gets taken over, it's so nice. Come yeah. on, sis. And I'm like, Oh, don't go. <laughs> no. It's awful. But yeah, she yeah, ends up and, burning them. Yeah. And they prolong, prolong the girls, uh, symbiote takeover period a little yeah, bit yeah, here yeah. for for a nice little horrific dinner scene as they yeah, lay I, I out the neighbor's thought, body to eat. Yeah, oh, <laughs> awful. And I'm glad you mentioned that they do prolong it because really if there's anything, like you said, it's a very much a coincidence that there was a lighter in the bathroom with the spray that you can do that. This scene 
is just a little it, it seemed to me like okay they needed a couple extra pages yeah we're, we're already past the regular amount of pages at this yeah, point it, it was this kind scene of beating a just, dead horse at this yeah this point, scene is know? just there to be more horrific so it, it serves its purpose but really it was extended that way but they but you know I, let's I, say you kinda, grace you, kinda, you ended up kind of appreciating it just a little bit more because the the art definitely takes a, an upturn here because he, he kicks in with extra panels and oh, different yeah, pan, yeah. different style panel breaks it's just awful he, that he puts guy a lot of extra there. effort into these very unneeded pages in, in a sense, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, story, does. I, I story do. wise, it's unneeded, but art wise, it's fantastic. Art wise, it's great. I just, I also like the mom because you do have a dead guy there. And, you know, he's there. And it's good that he had that shirt, that team builder shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, point, it, it's a well done way that it was pointed out earlier when he's just there. It was right front and center because now his face is all melted off. Yeah. You need <laughs> something to realize, okay, that that's the neighbor. But I like the idea of the fact that he is a dead guy who is going, you know, you're warm when you start dying. She, hey, your supper's growing cold. And yeah. I'm like, boy, that is the most <laughs> thing I've ever heard of somebody talking about a dead person being served for dinner. It's pretty it's messed awful. up. Yeah, it is very messed up. And that, you know, and you have like, you know, chew your food, make sure you, you know, you chew it all. You don't want to, you know, choke on it and things like that. And then it's just a horrific dinner scene where they are, you know, giving a toast to Noel and all this stuff. They do grace to Noel because obviously that's yeah. their God. And uh, it's what good bread, good meat, good, good God, Noel, let's eat. Is the yeah. big thing, not very, you know, fancy or anything. But then you do see the separation of the symbiote stuff like that. You get a good idea of them as the girl then runs away. Yeah, she gets uh, away she, one yeah. more time by stabbing yeah. a symbiote with a broken <laughs> yeah. wine glass. Yeah, you know? I don't and understand why they didn't turn her there. Like she's going to eh, eat a dead they, body they as a human with her, being, I guess. You know? I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> she ends up being taken then by the end. She tries to get away. And, and through this, I think that that was the big thing is you're hoping that she's going to get away at least. And she did not they ended up getting her and then they're one big happy family in their own yeah. minds that they're they, heading they're off like, and why not it made me What's enjoy the it? issue a little bit more right there that the girl didn't get away <laughs> yeah yeah it is crazy and the the other thing about it is to just think of them going out and loading up the car they're heading off to new york they say hey we're gonna go to new york for a little vacation and it's like one big happy family in there you even have the girl there where she's kind of like yeah i don't like you know whatever she's looking out the window everybody else is the little boy i spy and then you're like oh man these are just symbiotes driving down the road in this car it's (laughs) awful i I just i want to see because then it's going to continue it says just the absolute carnage deal i do hope that we see at least one time where they're driving on the road and somebody just looks over and sees this awful scene of these crazy yeah. symbiotic <laughs> people and stuff like that because it is kind of a funny end where do they stick their have... tongue out the window like dogs when the, the car's moving <laughs> maybe <laughs> and, and the sweet. other thing i don't know if this is something that is supposed to show you another thing but when they do go out to the car it looks like it's been a while that mailbox is full of mail like they've been just in that house then for a week before they kind of load up or whatever Whatever. They've been killing more people. Maybe we'll have to see whatever is going on. Uh, but yeah, it, it ends up where 
it's such a neat little issue in my mind because of the idea that this family was having a lot of problems. They were going to separate. You have the kids going off with the mom, the dad, you know, this. And at the end, they actually are brought together to be yep. a happy family, but with the symbionts <laughs> and just awful. So it's, it's just an awful deal. Yeah. But I actually did enjoy that. It's a, it's a really cool twist, almost like a, you know, a Twilight Zone issue yeah. or whatever, like a family who wants to be together. But will they accept this way? And then you have it where they did get their wish. They're together. But yeah, awful. It's, it's like a true essence of a one shot, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really we'll like it. And, in, but- and when we go off, you did have the screen book this week, which Brandon did like. Brandon did like the screen I book. Did. A lot of I people didn't. did not. Yeah. They are. They did announce a scream ongoing, but it's going to be this writer, Clay McLeod Chapman, who's writing it. And I think, you know, if you can say, you know, it's hard because the art is such a big thing in this issue. And it's such a, you know, a wow factor that it's going to every page you're thinking a lot of the art. But, you know, if I if you saw the script and how he scripted out, maybe a lot of this is his doing as well. And and the actual overall story I like. So I'm looking forward to that Scream uh, series when it comes out, uh, though I was middle of the road with the Scream book itself because I really don't have a connection to a lot of this. I didn't think it was road. stunning. Yeah. yeah. I thought it yeah. was all right, though. I mean, I heard people all week long tell me how terrible it was. So I sat down and read it and I expected the worst. And I was like, yeah, that, that was much better than yeah, I heard it. Yeah, it was just about. middle of the ground. In my mind. It did what I thought it would, you know, a lot of these would do. They just kind of throw characters so that people can get on board with what's going on and then off to absolute carnage. That's kind of what happens here as well, but with a twist. Like you yeah, end up I, having hybrid. You could do a lot of things with hybrid. This idea that, you know, he ends up with this family and just pretty much takes over. Now, if you want to talk coincidence, there's also the coincidence of the number of the family and things like that as well, but that's fine. You know, I you was have probably the, more down on that scream issue just because I read it after I read this. And Man. the the imagination dem- uh, demonstrated yeah. in this book uh, seemed to lack a little imagination for the screen book. It seemed kind of uh, more on the basic level, and maybe yeah. it was by, by design. I don't know, but it, Brandon it just... loves that Andy, so there you go. That's I why, do. right? I like Brandon, Andy yeah, Benton. Do. I, I yeah, no I don't really know Andy really. Benton. So. Like, yeah, I think for, that that's what it goes with. It, there, there was a. a was like a tie-in issue or uh, it wasn't okay. it the the pyre the fire pyre or whatever the heck it was yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. funeral pyre. pyre she yeah. was in there because we were talking about that yeah, yeah that's the only yeah, other I, connection i had with her i don't really have a so. connection with her so and and here's the thing i don't have a connection with hybrid either and this made me interested and basically showed me how twisted it could be so you know i'm looking forward to seeing more but none of these like i'm not going into these absolute carnage tie-ins thinking that they're going to be the big thing. You know, we're going to pick and choose how we go, just like we did War of the Realms and things like that. Uh, and most of them are one-shots. So you just read yeah, it and get I, on with the deal. I prefer having just the, the one-shots rather than having like a, a three-issue mini or a five-issue yeah. mini yeah. tying yeah. into. Yeah, especially when you don't it, like it. Because, I mean, you can pick they, and choose really a one-shot. water then. after a while. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so and there give you it, go. But give, oh, a, give a one shot that has thirty four pages, like this one does. It, yeah, I think it's more that. of a brilliant idea than doing three issues because then you just feel I like agree. you're getting milked. 
Because a, yeah, yeah. a lot of the times, you know, these three like issues being, no. aren't going to have like a very significant part to the story. Yeah. But, it, but like three issues is just too much sometimes, and especially yeah, five, no. five issues. Yeah, ones that's never ridiculous. Really worth it. That's ridiculous. But I'm going to give this a seven five. Uh, art wise, I, I could even go up to an eight, but I'm going to give it a seven five because overall it is a pretty basic story, though I pretty I, I was enthralled by it and I went with it. It did tend to kind of drag near that dinner scene and whatnot, but I, I did enjoy it. What would you give it, Aaron? I would be having an eight for okay. sure. I, I yeah. probably even could be talked up to an eight five. Maybe oh an eight, my. But I, I, you know, it's an eight. I just needed to have a sound effect. I haven't done many tonight. Uh, how about this one? Did you edit like that? that out. Oh, my. Why would you say that? Nice. Yes. Why would he have to edit that out? Uh, Brandon, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a 7.5. I, I dug the story. Um, it was a little long for kind of what, what was accomplished within the book. But, I mean, it's so far as far as the tie-ins for this Carnage stuff go, they're they're maintaining my interest for now. You know, yeah, I'll say that. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with that you. That says I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and it says it a lot because the War of the Realms, those times, I mean, when we read that was, you yeah. know, Journey in the Mystery, yeah. I was yeah. out right exactly. away. Like, there's a lot of these things when they tie in that you read one issue and you're like, I'm done. And that's where I think those three issues and stuff like that really kill you because you want to read everything. And then if you don't kind of dig the first one now, like you said, now you feel like not only are you being milk, but now you got it's a chore. And yeah, I, don't I, that. I would There's say, a, what is it? Two, second, this is the second week into uh, the carnage, yeah. so uh, it's a pretty good start. Uh, yeah, overall. yeah, I'm enjoying it, and and it does seem to with these tie-ins, even even scream uh, going. It does kind of maintain that like eerie type deal. Like it, it keeps you excited about the overall deal and keeps that tone and things like that. That's yeah. what I think the War of the Realms just kind of got lost amongst like half the time. Some The story was more in those tie-ins than it wasn't, than it was. And, you know, this one didn't matter. And you look, and they were all this, out this of place. Seems, yeah, this seems a lot yeah. tighter so far. So, yeah, I'm doing that as well. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm good. But yeah, so that's it. That's it for the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for emailing everybody who emailed in. And, you know, like I said, go over to our Twitter account. That's WS Marvel Comics. Go to our website, which is Weird Science MarvelComics.com. That has been now joined by Aaron, who's doing some reviews there. Did you get my email that I set yeah, you up on I the was, site? I okay. was actually just con- connecting into that. Okay. I was I wondering when one. the heck. I'm like, maybe you didn't get it. But yeah, huh. you have that. And we also have our Patreon account, patreon.com slash Weird Science, where it looks like this coming up week like i said the poll seems to be pointing towards daredevil and valkyrie so we'll see if that maintains that but yeah thanks everybody and we'll talk to you later